ever planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey listeners, thanks for hopping on here for another episode of the Wedded Wellness Podcast. I'm Ashley Sondergaard, your host and founder of Wedded Wellness. And I thought I'd start today's episode off with a little bit of real talk because I can speak for myself when I say that when people are honest on social media or on podcasts or really anywhere, <laughs> I feel a lot closer to them. And I guess I feel a little less lonely in this really big world. And not feeling lonely right now is something that we all need. So, you know, we're all being affected by COVID-19. Some of us are affected in different ways. Many of you might be experiencing job uncertainty or loss. Your family could be struggling. Maybe you're concerned for the health of yourself or a loved one. We're all unified under this idea that this is scary and we aren't as in control as we always maybe thought we were of our lives. I know I'm feeling like that too. And I've I've had the luxury of of sending my girls to daycare part-time for a while while I started up this new business, but now I just don't know what's coming. Like, is this our new reality? Are we at home full-time? Um, both my husband and I are self-employed and we just, we need to be smart and protect ourselves as much as we can. So shifting a lot and financial woes, financial um, concerns were something that have been kind of plaguing my mind. And this episode with Shannon Foreman, who is an entrepreneur, a mom, and a financial planner, was a little bit selfish on my part. <laughs> um, it was nice to just vent and chat with someone who's honestly been through a lot in her life and still has a positive outlook. She's so knowledgeable in the world of finance, in personal finance, in financial planning, and I'm just super grateful for her and, and what she has to share with all of us. My biggest takeaway from our chat is that, I mean, at this point, we really shouldn't be making any drastic decisions. Everyone just like hold and breathe. Um, we say that a lot in yoga. It's, it's going to be okay if we give ourselves just some space to think rather than panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Thanks to Shannon for sharing her awesome insight for all of us. Let's get to the episode. Hey, listeners. Ashley here on the Wedded Wellness Podcast, and I am interviewing Shannon Foreman of Forethought Planning today. We're going to talk finances. Thanks for being on the show, Shannon. Yes, absolutely. I'm, um, I'm honored. Uh, it's obviously a time where people probably want to talk a little bit about money, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> they're like, I don't want to talk about anything. Um, but th- this is a good topic to discuss at this, this point. This feels yeah. timely. Well, before we hop into finances, how are you? Like, what's what's your life like right now? Um, probably like everybody else's. Um, however, I will say this: like, so we're all experiencing um, chaos. I feel like is kind of the right word. Like, um, we not nobody really knew like this was going to happen. That we are all going to be, um, you know, officing from our kids' bedrooms or offices. Yeah. <laughs> that we are, um, and juggling running businesses or your job 
and your kids, I've really tried to keep light of everything that's going on. And I consider myself blessed because I do run my own business. So I have a lot of flexibility to work whenever the heck I want to. And so then I can do, you know, yesterday we did slime. Don't recommend that. Mm -mm. Did you make the slime? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't recommend. Um, We've also made our own basketball hoop at home. Like my husband's super crafty in that perspective. Um, So like, just like, Living in the moment and remembering the things that are important okay. while also there they are huge cue child's voice um, because <laughs> we know that we're doing something. And so of course they have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're not, I mean, I just can only imagine all of the conference calls right now and how hilarious they are. Like the dogs barking, the kids screaming. Um, so just, yeah, I think it's an awesome opportunity for all of us to just have real conversations about what's happening in life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Shannon, talk about your business, where, you know, what you focus on with the business when you started it. I just want to hear like how you got into this, because I know that you are helping a lot of people, especially now, and people need to know you and all of your goodness. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, so I, I've been in the financial industry, in banking, financial planning, advising. Um, So I've been in it for 14 years. I've worked in several different capacities. I've worked for small, small family owned institutions, large, um, you know, nationwide banks, international banks. And And I've really learned so much from those individuals and those experiences. But as I matured in my career, I really realized that there was a demographic of people that really was underserved. I had a minimum that clients had to have in order to invest with me at my previous firm, which was awesome. But for me, from a financial standpoint, but my heart hurt because I couldn't help everybody that I wanted to. And how do we how do we create more wealth in this world if we don't help people realize how to build it? So that's when I really started a soul searching journey um, and founded Forethought Planning, bringing together two passions of mine, financial education, financial planning, um, well, three passions, I guess, and coaching. So at Forethought, we have three pillars of service, quasi four pillars of service, because, you know, for men, for thought, for pillars nice. of service. Why not be super punny? I don't know what is <laughs> liter- I don't know what the right word is. English, not my jam. My number is my jam. So I, I developed these four aspects of service. One, traditionally what I've always done, which is wealth management. And that doesn't mean like wealth management in the aspect of I have to have millions and millions of dollars. It's financial planning wealth management, where we're managing the investment assets for you, insurance planning, financial planning, basically like your non, your, your nonstop shop for your financial stability. And then I developed the other three service models, which were things that I wasn't able to do. One, which people who have money, but it isn't portable. So maybe they have it at their current firm's financial, or like in their 401k or 403b or not probably a lot of pension people out there anymore, right? Because pensions are kind of non-existent. But basically those assets aren't portable, but they really want to know, like, 
am I okay? Maybe I've worked at this particular job for 20 or 30 years, or maybe I got this new job and I have all new complexities from a compensation aspect of things. I just want to pay somebody to do a plan for me so that I understand that I'm okay. And then I have their consulting. So that model is based on us not managing the money, but us helping them plan for financial success. And then the the third piece is I developed a coaching model for individuals who are really just starting out. Maybe they're just getting married, right? Like some of your audience, Mm -hmm. Um, or they're trying to create wealth, trying to understand how to have a better relationship with money, because this is is something that isn't taught to us in school anymore. I don't know about you, but um, not a lot of people have personal finance classes that they had in high school. I happened to, um, which is where my love of financial planning started, but that, that didn't, that doesn't necessarily happen. So the wealth care coaching piece is a comprehensive model that brings together money, personal development, your relationships and your physical health to be able to create a solid foundation for you to experience a better life. And in all honesty, that's what forethought is founded on is bringing together all of those aspects of your life, because you can't be financially successful if you aren't healthy from a mental and physical standpoint. You can't be financially healthy. You know, they work in tandem with each other, right? So you've got to be able to have all of that comprehensive aspect and approach to everything. And that really occurred from feedback from clients. I live a pretty healthy life. Don't get me wrong. I do love cookie dough and donuts, but like I work out, I practice mindfulness. It's important to me to always be a better person. So giving back to my community and doing different things and clients started to ask me how I was doing this and what I was doing. And so that's how the wealth care model was created. And then the fourth pillar is free education like this. So being able to get out in the community, have conversations, do workshops. I know you attended my workshop at Lululemon, um, being able to do more of that. I uh, am not a shy person. I actually really <laughs> like people. So that's something that I, you know, going out to employers, having conversations, small groups, um, being able to really talk people through what are their relationships with money and provide them a level of approachable education, something that doesn't always occur in our industry. And so Forethought was founded on the aspect of bringing together all aspects of your life while also radically changing the financial industry. So that's so cool. I'm just like, I'm not actually taking notes because I don't have enough space on my mini table, but I'm like, this is so, is anyone else doing this, Shannon? Like this holistic um, approach to finances? Like you're talking physical and mental health as it is, as it applies to your finances. Like I'm obsessed. This is amazing. Who else is doing this? Or maybe they're not. Um, so I will have to say this and, and, um, anybody that's in my industry, please don't take offense to this. This isn't meant in a manner to like be offensive to anybody, but our industry is very much swayed in one demographic. And that is highly concentrated by a middle-aged white male. And, um, and statistically, no, they aren't doing this. This isn't something they find value in. This is not what the industry was founded on. The industry was honestly really founded on being able to make money off of other people making money. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what it was founded on. And that's not what my goal is. My goal is really to help people thrive financially, not just like be financially successful. I want you to thrive. I want you to think about the things that are really going to make you live in that space. And so I think that there are a lot of advisors, our age, millennial type advisors that are coming into the space that see value in that. There are a lot of people who have what are called designations of certified financial planners, but that doesn't talk about mental health and physical health. CFPs are very comprehensive in how they do financial planning. And I think it's awesome. I've actually gone through the entire education. So that being said, I know that there is much more of a boom in looking at that. Uh, I have one mentor, in fact, who's written an awesome book about uh, the book is called Flourish Financially and a local female financial advisor. I actually coached her daughter in cheerleading and she started some of this too. Maybe a little bit of a different take than I do. She has a little bit of a different demographic as well. I really want to be able to meet anyone where they are in their financial life cycle. So it's really hard when like my business coach is like pick an avatar. I don't know what an avatar is. I just think of the movie Everyone. Avatar. Like that. I can't even, when people ask me that question, <laughs> anyone, yeah. do you want to financially thrive? I am your person. Um, obviously, I mean, it's an individual who really sees value and comprehensive. Uh, you use the word holistic. I kind of switched the beat a little bit because I think in our world, we use holistic in places where it isn't like in this sense, it definitely makes sense, but we overuse it. Just like we overuse the word of organic and natural and all those things, right? Um, so I, I defined how I do things as comprehensive. So bringing in all of those aspects of who you are as a person, not a product, not a solution. What do you want to be able to do? I started seeing clients who are accumulating wealth, a lot of wealth, and not spending it and not knowing what to do with it. So what are you, you know, what's the dark queen duck or like the guy that used to like dive into his money on that show? Oh God, it's like from when we were kids. Isn't it the, it's like the grandpa, right? Yeah. Like the, the little duck that would dive into yeah. his money. Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Also like the people that hoard toilet paper was like, you were hoarding money. What do you want to do? What like, are you doing? How, how are you like, how are you going to make impacts in this world? What is your legacy? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want your kids and your family to think of you? So focusing a lot more on what do we want to do and how do we want to create a better life for ourselves and the people that are around us? And how does money work into that? Because I say this all the time, you've heard me say this, money is a tool in your toolbox, right? Yes. Money is a tool in your toolbox. It is not evil. It is something we are totally worthy of having. So use it as the tool that it is so that you can thrive in the life. Um, but we got to get past some of that mindset stuff first and talk about money. Yeah. Let's, I want to circle back to the mindset thing because I think it, as it applies to, uh, we have a lot of women listeners. So as it applies to women, I mean, that's something I know that I'm always working through is my mindset around money and abundance. But before we get to that, I'm curious, like in light of what's happening right now, mm -hmm. what are you doing or what are you telling or asking or suggesting to your clients that they do right now um, with so much financial instability, with so much fear? Like what are some um, 
more immediate things that we can do in the moment? So first and foremost, like when I get on the phone with a client or a prospect, I'm literally getting down to how they're feeling. So where's the fear coming from? Is that a story that you were told? What does that, that look like for you? Where does that feeling come from? Because it, I can't help you sort through that until we've had the conversation about it. I can't give you tactical advice on what to do if we don't have a conversation first. So being able to get through some of that stuff first allows us to get to the logistical part. So once we've got through that, so like I have a fear of not being able to find work. I have a fear of not being able to pay my mortgage. I don't know what that's going to look like. Okay. Well, we need to like set aside the aspect of you will find income. We live in a day and age where we can be really resourceful on income. Does that mean that you might need to have a side hustle? Yep. Does that mean that you might need to get a different job? Yep. Does that mean, you know, these are things that happen in this day and age. Like don't, don't think you're all high and mighty to get a side hustle. Side hustles are cool. That's how I started my business. I had two side hustles in order to start forethought. I was like not hoarding money. Like people are hoarding toilet paper, but I was (laughs) saving money so that I could do this. And so that I wouldn't worry about if something happened because I live in a reality of, I knew the market was ready for a correction and I'm going to start a business. I just didn't know it was going to be the coronavirus that made that happen. Right. But I had the ability to save money so that I knew I was going to be able to pay rent for my office and the bills necessary to pay the business as well as my mortgage and make sure that I had some of that. Now, some of your listeners might not be in that same scenario, right? Like that's my profession. That's what I do every day in and day out. So I could prepare myself for it. A, you can't look back and say to yourself, man, I really messed up or whatever expletive you would like to use. Um, cause those happen a lot in my space. You can swear on this show. That's, I mean, <laughs> please do. Cause we all need, we need it a little bit. <laughs> also like vocabulary lessons in my house right now are not like my kids are going to go back to school and they'll be like, my mom taught me this word. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, but anyway, like you can't go back and look at your life and say, man, I really fucked that up. Right. Oh, I didn't plan for this. I just thought life was going to be sunshines and moonbeams. Like you can't beat yourself up. You can instead learn from it and pivot. We were talking about that before. Like we got to pivot. So like, what are the aspects that I think are super important for you to be paying attention to right now? What's going in, what's coming out. We live in a day and age where, um, you can buy anything from the fingertips of your phone, right? Do you need it? Is it something that you absolutely have to have for your mental health being, you know, your mental and physical health and well-being? Or is it something that you can wait for? There are a lot of times too now that we have subscriptions, right? Stitch Fix, HelloFresh, whatever it might be. Uh, Your quarantine, pull up a Pinterest video and figure out how to make it from a great Aldi grocery store, right? Like these are things that allow us to be really resourceful at times like this. This is what's teaching you my favorite book. They can't see this. (laughs) Grit. Oh yes. I have that too. Grit. This is what, you know, like these times are teaching you grit. 
this isn't the first hard thing that you're going to experience in life. So, um, you are strong enough to get through this. So if there's somebody listening that needs to know, like needs to hear this, like you are absolutely strong enough. And when you are on the other side of it, you're going to be like, I can't believe I doubted myself. You are all fully capable of having abundance financially in life. I came from nothing. I remember walking into my kitchen when I was in sixth grade and looking at the refrigerator and there was nothing in it. And now I live a completely different lifestyle. My kids will never open in a refrigerator and not have food in it. So like there are, you can, you absolutely have the power to change and you have the ability to pivot and look, look, there are, you can sell from your couch right now, like literally how many types of different things can you do from your couch? You can edit, you can help people build web, like websites. You can do all of those different things. We live in such an e-commerce space that income can be created in lots of different ways that maybe weren't applicable for people even 10 or 15 years ago when we went through the last recession. So, and I'm not making the assumption that we're in a recession space, but um, I'm prepping you to know that like, that's most likely where we are going and it will take recovery time. But, and in our day and age now, I don't think our recovery time looks the same as it used to either. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I think like you're so right to be so positive about it in that like, okay, positive, but also realistic. Like here's what's happening and why waste your time beating yourself up about what happened in the past? Let's get creative. And like, what if this did happen 15, 20 years ago? I mean, we didn't have Zoom calls. We didn't have Instacart. Like I just, I don't want to make light of it, but at the same time, like there's a reason this is happening. God, the universe, like whoever you subscribes to has a reason for it. And thank goodness that we have all these opportunities. Like I'm, I'm very curious to see what the learning is here because like, it feels really shitty right now. Yeah. But there will be, there will be a huge, huge learning and we're going to get through it together. We are. We get to control how we react to different things that happen to our, in our lives. We get to control that. We don't get to control always what happens to us, but we get to control our reactions to it. And, um, my, so for instance, my sister-in-law had, or my sister had to take a huge pay cut in a job so that she could better serve her kids. My niece has extreme immune deficiencies. Mm. We've been testing her for two years, trying to figure out what's wrong with her. So when this coronavirus happened, she was quarantined immediately and they live in DC because she, it could kill her in all honesty. My sister-in-law is, or my sister, I'm going to keep saying sister-in-law. My sister is so thrifty. She is figuring out every way that she can possibly make supplemental income. She is podcasting from uh, her two bedroom apartment that she had to, you know, she had to get out of her four bedroom house into a two bedroom apartment, like very humbling experience, but she had to do that for her child. So we are going to go through stuff, heavy stuff in life. And if you've never gone through heavy stuff in life, um, kudos to you 
also listen to this. You have the time to plan then because it just hasn't come to you yet. And you have the time to plan for it. You have the time to build resilience to it. So when it does come to you, you're not as impacted as other individuals. And I think that that's really important for us to understand because I know a lot of individuals where this will very minusculely affect them, but there are other people that this will drastically rock their world. And so how do we make sure that we're also stepping up for other people in a way that isn't going to hurt or hinder us. So how are you showing up for other people? Are you texting them? Are you calling them? Are you donating some of your services? Like for me, I am giving away free calls right now to anybody that has questions when it comes to finances. So um, they're, they're half hour, 45 minute Zoom calls where I will, you know, get on the call. You'll, you'll, you might get me with kids in the background, but I will, I will talk to you about what's going on. And I don't have to do that, right? But we have the ability right now to really step up for other people in a way that serves them, that we can turn out on the other side in a really great manner. And I think that that's our lesson. Our lesson is to really subscribe to how do we take care of each other in a time where there is uncertainty, as well as how do we cherish what we are so blessed with and slow down. I could have yesterday created my email funnel and done all the things that are on my to-do list to do while we're saying that same thing on my list. Oh yeah. It's kind of a pain. It's a long process, but like, great. We've got time. Mapped it out on my mirror and I'm like, (laughs) anyway, like, but instead what I did was my kids really wanted to make slime. So I did. And guess what? There was nothing more therapeutic than getting my hands freaking dirty in some glue and shaving cream. And I was like, oh, this is what they love. And the smiles of joy, like it reminded me why I became a parent. I didn't become a parent to not experience the levels of joy that my kids have on their faces. So could I write a post about how hard it is to be at home with my kids and like how I just want to drink a bottle of wine and crawl in a couch cushion and put up a sign. I don't know if you've seen that. Dad. I love that meme. It's amazing. Like, Hello? And I'm just, <laughs> of course I want to do that. People I don't to hide too, but I'm not going to, this is a time for us to not hide. This is the time for us to show up real raw, ask for help and show up for each other. Sorry. I'm on my soapbox. I like it. I like that soapbox. I feel, I mean, I honestly personally feel better. I'm just like <laughs> talking it through I want to know, so we, we kind of talked about like the, a lot of the listeners on this show are engaged or they're just starting out in their life in partnership. And this, I mean, I think the rules are the same. I don't know the the rules are the right word, but the ideas around financial abundance and planning and resiliency are going to be the same as they were, you know, before this all hit. What would, what advice do you have for new couples that are starting out, that are bringing their finances together, that are starting to prioritize, they're thinking about what is important to them moving into their next stage of life? Like how can they plan for this in a financial space? Uh, well, the number one thing that is the most important is communication. Mm-hmm. And that goes for any area of your marriage, um, but especially money. And you need to be on the same page. Doesn't mean that you need to have 
a joint checking account and everybody needs to see everything that you do. No, that's how, that's how my husband and I operate, but that doesn't mean that that's how everybody has to operate, but you have to understand what's happening and maybe set some, you know, preliminary boundaries. I, I see it all too often. If you don't have that communication and you don't know where you're at, then what does end up happening a is resentment. Um, maybe there's a little bit of uneducation and, and too much trust because I've seen some women also get really screwed over later on in their marriage from not having an attentiveness to the money and what's going on. I know that you're all probably never going to think about getting divorced because you're thinking about getting married right now. Um, and I would never wish divorce on anyone. In fact, I really support, you know, working through it. However, I've seen some really healthy divorces that needed to happen too. But I've also seen things that have happened where women have ended up having to pay alimony and like not realizing it because they had no idea of any of the financial situations and realizing that they actually made more money than their spouse. So there's a really like big need for understanding each other and talking about it. So it's kind of cheesy and maybe some people have heard of it, but it's called a money date and like just sitting down and talking about it. and not talking about like what bills have to be paid, but like, what are your goals? What do you two want to be able to achieve together or separately? For, for me, um, <laughs> true life. <laughs> I'm on a podcast right now. I, I would like back to the, like, what is a basis? Like building a healthy foundation starts with communication and understanding where each other are at from a financial standpoint and understanding also if you're coming to it in a more established space, I feel like people are getting married a lot later in life right now. Like you're not getting married in your twenties. Like my husband and I met when I was 23, got married when I was 25. I didn't have accumulated wealth at 25 years old. Um, so, but if you're getting married at 35, you might a have accumulated wealth also might have accumulated debt. debt. So it's important to be able to have two very healthy, non-judgmental conversations. And I say non-judgmental because people come from spaces differently and each of you are going to have different beliefs or stories that you were taught about money and now you got to bring those two together. And that's also kind of why I created that wealth care coaching model is to help people bring those two aspects together and have really strong communication around what it is that you want to be able to achieve. I would also say this too, if you do have accumulated wealth that you're walking into a marriage with, it's not bad to have a prenup. That doesn't mean that like, that doesn't mean that you foresee divorce down the road. It's just an, a tool to be able to protect yourself. Um, and it's important that you do. I would also say this as well. Like if you have, if your family has wealth that they're passing on to you at some point in time, uh, those assets should always stay just in your name and not in your spouse's name. So just like food for thought from that perspective. I, you know, it's, it's an important thing to, to talk about in that, like we, as women are 
our, our lives are changing. Like the roles of women are changing and we are making more money than ever before. And we're doing all these amazing things. And it's totally okay mm-hmm. to say, you know what, I'm going to cover all of my basis. I love my partner and I see that we're going to be together for a super long time. And I work really hard for what I'm bringing in and I, and I want to be smart about what my future looks like. And I even think about like, I had this, my aunt really at a super young age, like the minute I turned 18, she's, she said, Ashley, you need to get a credit card. And I'm like, what? I mean, my parents hadn't told me that they're like, they were sort of like, don't get into debt situation. She's like, no, you need to build credit right now because yep. you will always need to be independent. You need to get an apartment. You need to get a place. And like in the moment, it just, I didn't understand it. And now I'm like, thank goodness. She told me that at that mm-hmm. age, like I have awesome credit because of that one experience that she told me to start at a young age. It's just, it's okay to think like that, to think independently. You're lucky because I learned the exact opposite way because nobody ever told me anything. And that, and, and this is where I say, like, I don't come from a pulpit of preaching. Like I have done everything right in my life because I've also, I, I like to say I come from a school of hard knocks. I've made a lot of mistakes and some of them have not financially benefited me. Um, and when I was young, nobody taught me about credit. So when I walked into school for the first time in college, there are all these tables with credit card signups. I signed up for a credit card. I also worked at Express when I was in college. And I was like, thought I had to have all the flashy jeans. And like, literally now I shop off the clearance rack at Target. Like, I don't give a crap what I look like. I mean, I do, but like in the aspect of, cause I'm still pretty trendy, but um, <laughs> I just do it at a different price point. Right. So like learning the hard way, I would say this great example to like start. If you're young, establish your own credit and pay that balance off every single month. Don't beat yourself up. If you're in a place right now where you've accumulated debt, let's talk about that and not in a shameful way because you can come out of it and you can come out of it with learning a really great aspect of how to continue going forward from a spending habit to, I I do this activity with clients and sometimes they don't really like it. Have you ever put your Amazon cart right away and bought it and you didn't need it? Yeah. All the time all the freaking time, right? Um, I bought two books yesterday. So again, not coming from a pulpit space. <laughs> so I bought it. But like what I really do practice is that book has actually been in the cart for four and a half days, five days, four and a half, five days. And I still was like, I want this right now because I need this type of book to read. Um you don't need to like fall down this element of we live in so-and-so has this, I need this too. Like practice, if you just want to limit yourself right now because your cash flow isn't the way that you need it to be, like practice putting something in a cart and leaving it there for a week and coming back to it and be like, okay, do I need this? Again, is this going to benefit me from a, from a business standpoint? Is it going to benefit me from a mental or physical health standpoint? And if it's not going to do one of those three things, great. Chances are you don't need it. Absolutely. I, 
I used to shop when I was, you probably did this. You probably did this too. When I was, when I was up in the middle of the night feeding my kids when they were babies, I would like online shop extensively and I would not remember what I bought. I mean, it was like ridiculous. And I learned to do that cart trick where I would put it in my cart and then the next morning and even for a few days later, I'd be like, what? Like, do I need this? I mean, and there were sometimes it was like the weirdest thing I bought, I think was like 20 chip clips. What? Do I need 20 chip? I, like, I don't know. Chip clips disappear they, in my they house. Also in ours. But stupid. Like, yeah, that's an awesome tangible tip that like, I think we can all apply right now. Like, Put it in your cart, leave it. Yeah. Especially if you're worried. I mean, I think a lot of people are worried. I, I, I talked to two people over the last couple of days who someone in their house or somebody that they love has lost their job already. And, um, and I think if you're, if the, if you're those people, a, again, I'm not trying to be on, you know, unsensitive to the fact, but there are other things that you can do right now. If you really need the income and you're strapped and you haven't planned for this, so you don't have an emergency fund, there are other things that you can do. Um, I mean, speaking of Amazon, they're hiring like drivers crazy. right now. I mean, that's real life. Yeah. Well, our friend April, she posted something the other day. They're looking for people to like do these surveys online. You can just sit on your couch mm-hmm. and do them. Like, so like, there's a, there are a lot of things that are happening in, in the world right now, you just gotta be resourceful and look for it and, um, and allow yourself to be in those emotions though, too. Like if you just lost your job or you're dealing with something heavy, allow yourself to feel the feelings for a day, two days. When you get to three or four days, like you've got to like, you've, you've got to dig deep within and find that light and that inspiration to get yourself mm-hmm. out of that dark place. And if you need help, call here. Shannon. Happy to help. Happy to help. So the last uh, thing I want to talk about coming back to that mindset, to the abundance mindset and like how we can practice that right now. Let's give us, give our morning days, you know, three or four days of true, I mean, morning. Cause I, I know a, a few people who have lost their jobs already and like, it's real. Then how do we switch into the abundance mindset? Like, what does that look like when you advise people? Well, so instead of like, if you, um, I truly believe that abundance doesn't happen to us if we don't allow for it to come in. And so if we're using language in our mind, even the stuff that we're not saying out loud, if we're using words or phrases to ourselves that are going to be inhibitors of light coming in. So this is where I get a little woo woo wee and I lose a lot of people. You will in my not industry lose our listeners. Like, who is this lady who is talking about abundance? Why is she not talking about rate of return? And I'm like, cause that doesn't matter if they can't accept the money themselves. Um, so in, in all honesty, like I have, um, well, they won't be able to see it, but I have a dry erase marker and on my mirror, in my, you could do this in your, like most everybody has a mirror, right? In your bathroom. Um, I have a huge giant mirror in my office and I write down what energy I want to bring in. And so if I continue to tell, tell you are what you say to yourself. So if you say, I'm not able to receive income or I'm broke, what, what life are you going to live? You're going to live a broke life. But if you write down for yourself and tell yourself the story of, I am ready to receive income. 
I'm ready to, I'm ready to receive income. I'm also ready to work for that income because you can have the abundance, but you also have to do like the reality of that. You have to be humble and ask people for help. Like I had um, an old boss of mine, her husband posted on LinkedIn, Hey, my job's been eliminated. If you're looking for this, this, and this, this is how I can serve you. Okay, great. Like I wouldn't have known that if you didn't. And now I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm looking for a marketing professional that I can, you know, or somebody that needs a marketing professional, I can connect them with so-and-so. Right. But if you don't put that stuff out there, how will you be able to receive that? You're creating like almost like a spider web of stopping the good stuff of coming into your life. It's, it's energy work, right? Um, and so energy work can be all around all different types of things, but I really believe in the energy of receiving money and, and making sure that we allow ourselves to do that. So if you want to take a dry erase marker right on your mirror, I have the ability to receive wealth. I have the ability to earn endless amounts of income. Like don't put a limit to that. Endless amounts of income. Yeah make it big. Yeah. And I would just say this too. Um, this is where I encourage people to have multiple streams of income. Again, there's no hating on people. I, I, I love the, the people that are like, why does she need a side hustle? Is she broke? Uh, no, I'm not broke. Uh, I like to make sure that I have other sources of income coming in. In fact, I'm far from broke, but I have the ability to have other aspects of income that are coming in, right? So don't hate on that mom who's working from home and has a really love for a healthy and nutritional lifestyle and she's selling selling shakes. Like that's her thing. She's actually making an impact in other people's lives. Um, so it might not be for you and that's fine. There is something else that could be for you, but like, don't hate on other people. Cause also then you're blocking. Like if you also project out onto other people in the universe that, um, like a negative mindset about their money, then you're also like, again, turning that mirror on yourself and that energy is coming back to you. So again, money isn't bad. It is a tool in your toolbox. Write that on your mirror. It's not bad. It's a tool. It is a tool. Yes. Shannon, I am so glad that we chatted today. Like we were supposed to chat in a couple of weeks and I'm like, no, I need you now. Like our listeners need you right now. (laughs) This has been really, really, really helpful. Thank you. No problem. Anytime. And I do mean this, um, you know, people can find me on social. Uh, I do most of my money stuff on Facebook and LinkedIn because Instagram is not an approved platform for financial advisors from just a regulatory perspective. But all of the money conversations happen on Forethought's Facebook page or Forethought's LinkedIn page. I do a lot of motivational mindset stuff on my Instagram, but I do that also on Facebook and LinkedIn. So you can find me, Shannon Foreman, or Forethought Planning. And I'm happy to connect. uh, If if for some reason I feel like it wouldn't be a good fit, I also have like a lot of individuals that I can connect people with because if I have to leave you with anything besides just the mindset stuff that we were talking about, make sure you have a team and people that you trust and that are, you're going to get along with and that are going to provide you education and an ability to create a space for you that allows you to learn and grow 
because if, if you walk into somebody, well, not walking <laughs> right now, if you had, you're not going into somebody's office right now, stay home. Um, but if you're having this conversation with individuals and the first thing they want to do is sell you a product or solution, please turn around and walk out, walk out, walk out because you need to be educated and you need to have a team that's going to support you on that. So true. All right. Well, I'll link all of Shannon's details in the show notes. Thank you again, Shannon. Please, everyone take advantage of of her goodness. If you know you need just to talk to somebody about what the next (laughs) couple of weeks looks like in a budget sense, like this is the time to help each other out. Um, So thank you, Shannon. Godspeed at home with those nuggets. I cannot wait for the day when you and I can do yoga together again. And it's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> yes. It's kind of quiet upstairs. So I'm wondering what's Hopefully happening. It's just PJ masks or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, they did ask yeah, me to watch right. TV. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Shannon. We will, we will communicate again soon. I know it. All right. Sounds good, babe. Thanks again for tuning in today, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Give the show a quick comment and a rating, and even better, share it with a friend. They might need it right now. Tune in um, sooner than later for our next episode. Thanks, everyone.